Right, hi guys, um, we're here, uh, another Lad Dad Away Days podcast. Um, we're without the lad today, we're walking round the uh, Red Bull Arena at the moment, big massive old stadium, Central Stadium it was called, um, and the arena's inside it so we can't actually get to the arena, um, but we're just having a big walk around, it's a bit like Wembley. Um, but I'm here with Martin, who we've had on the European podcast before, and uh, another friend, Mark. Um, so we've had a good journey, haven't we? You've come yeah. from Umberside, um, over to Amsterdam and then to Berlin and then a train down from Berlin. Um, it's all gone a bit pear-shaped though, hasn't it? Well, it was uh, cancelled the early flights to meet up with you in Amsterdam, wasn't it? Yeah, that was so the first you, one, So you had a bit it? of a rush through Amsterdam and got on an earlier plane, but we met in Berlin. Met at the uh, wrong end of the railway station. Yeah, we found each other. found each other and then yeah. went for a burger and a pint. Yeah. Uh, Irish bar. Yeah. And then uh, got here and watched... Uh, went out. Yeah, we watched Liverpool get beat. So obviously we're not going to say much about our game tonight. We don't want to be laughing about Liverpool just in case our game was bad shape. But also Mark's come along as well. Um, just like we asked Martin the first time he came on it, like, I'd like to ask Mark, like, how did you get involved, or how did you first sort of come across City and why you're a City fan and sort of your first game or the first away game um, um, and your early memories of City, really? Yeah, it, well, my dad got me into it because my dad and my uncle uh, used to go because uh, Stockport used to play on a Friday, City on a Saturday, yeah. so they used to go Stockport. Friday, City Saturday, they meet meet up with the ladies yeah, later when, on. When was that? Uh, that's when they they were young, a lot younger. Um, what, what sort of year? What, what year uh, through through the sixties and seventies. Right, that early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and first thing I can remember when I, I was only a young lad, my dad took me to see this guy, and I can't remember who it was, in this office in Manchester, and he gave me a load of memorabilia. Uh, badges and scarves and um, I was only like five or six years old and that that was it from there it, it kind of got the buzz uh, and never looked back really um, yeah so what what was your first game or can you remember uh, your first game and your first memories of the game the first game was actually against uh, Nottingham Forest uh, about 85 86 uh, we hadn't won uh, on the road for about 18 months. Right. Was that away or at home? Uh, away at City right, Ground. Yeah. Uh, I went with some schoolmates. Um, right. We scored, we won 2 0. I think Clive Wilson got the first goal. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, yeah. Like I say, we hadn't won for maybe 18 months. Um, went on the bus from uh, Mum and Dad's. Dropped us off right outside the city ground, so... Right. How did you get there? So, if you got the bus there to the city ground, so where, where was you living then? Uh, Stamford, Lincolnshire. Right, um, right. So you were local, so you were local from... Yeah. Sort of to Nottingham. But my right. mum and dad moved down uh, from Manchester when they were in their 30s, and the whole family moved down. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. With yeah, you were dad. saying that, weren't you? And before yeah. you were telling me, like... You, uh, one grandparent lived in Hyde and the other one in Kersal, yeah. the side of Manchester. So we've all got sort of connections, haven't we, to, in the old days, like you say, from 
you know, it can be parents or grandparents. Yeah, or definitely. Even yeah. kids now who are going to come to the game, you know, they're going to, obviously a lot of them are supporting City just because we're doing yeah. well. But like I, my first memory, like I mentioned on podcasts before, was mid-70s and City were a top team then. So I'm, I'm a, a glory hunter, really, when it comes down to it, because nowhere, nobody in my family older really was a, a big city fan like you know like your parents or friends and stuff but yeah you get dragged along don't you yeah, but, oh definitely yeah but yeah good, good memories but like you say just looking here being in east germany um i mean what do you think of it martin this sort of not really been to this part of germany before have we for a well, for a game the old east germany the ddr yeah but where we're staying and whatever, right near the central station is, the buildings are lovely, really clean and uh, to me it doesn't look any different to a lot of uh, European cities. Yeah. It doesn't have, uh, you know, like go to Amsterdam and places, it doesn't have the beautiful buildings, does it? They're, they're very square, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's it's block, yeah. Block, block like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's got kind mean, of in areas, isn't it? it? I mean, look at that there. That's not block-like, is it? That's no. quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Block, so. Kind of in areas yeah. where, you know, you can, a lot of cities, you kind of, you, you go out, you, you real nice centre, and then you, you go out of the centre, and the building's kind of yeah, downgrade yeah, yeah, down yeah, a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I'll, being the old East Germany, though, is it? I don't know. It's, you've got some old sort of flats, but... You know, like old, because every everyone in the old East Germany, everyone seems to be. Or they told us everybody was like equal, but when you look, there are some nice old buildings. But you're just wondering whether they've survived, like the bombings of Second World War and stuff like that. Because a lot of Germany does look new, you know, fairly new from sort of 60s, 70s architecture, doesn't it? But this old stadium is like, I mean, if you get a chance, have a go on Google Maps and have a look at the. Uh, Leipzig Stadium and you can see the the outline of the old stadium and if you look at some of the old pictures it's like the old Wembley of the 1920s isn't it you know with like 100,000 people sat in there and you can see the pitch in the middle and the running track but from here now looking up you can see the stadium it's like a like a spaceship that's just been dropped in the middle of an old stadium Wembley Wembley Arch thing yeah, yeah, you know, you've got arches. Like, it's not quite as big as the Wembley arch, is it? But no, it's like the superstructure holding the top of the, the roof. Um, and it's going to be great to actually, because basically what we've done, we've come through the turnstiles. And in Germany, you tend to have the turnstiles, and you have like a, like a city square area where you can walk around the stadium. And then you've got fencing again, so you actually then go up the steps and into the stands. You know, Munich was like that. That was our first game, uh, me and Nal in 2011 and it was a bit weird because we shown our ticket went through the turnstiles and then you could go anywhere in the stadium but um we've had a bit it's like it's very much like the old wembley you've got steps going up and like to the top of the stand and a it lot looks of like, steps yeah <laughs> lots a lot of steps really high up and then it looks to me like you're gonna be able to see the grass banking going down which was the old um seating arrangement and then there's walkways across that, like a like a moat in a castle. And then you're actually going to go into the new stadium. But I mean, we'll put we'll try and put some pictures on Instagram and and show people, uh, you know, what it's like and what Leipzig's like. So, what are our thoughts for, of the game then? Do you think? Well, I hope it's nothing like last night's game, but 
I think I think we should be all right. There's no KDB, is there? Yeah, no, no Laporte as well. No Laporte. And Stones is injured, isn't yeah, he? But did, I mean, did Kyle travel? Because he didn't train, did he yesterday? I'm not he sure, but the only ones he, he's mentioning it is KDB and Laporte for Laporte, illness. Yeah. And the way KDB played on Saturday, them shots, no wonder he was. He looked, yeah. you know, that's his excuse for being ill, isn't it? So maybe he's had too many shots. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping we know we still in the game it's going to be a really really tough game I mean anyone who thinks oh, it's only Red Bull you'll win easy it's no, not no, the way they play side. we lost last time here didn't we in the Champions League so. yeah yeah it was a bit of a dead rubber that yeah, wasn't it but I mean, doors, wasn't it? I mean I mean I think it's going to be like that Monaco game where it's going to be like 6-5 yeah. and aggregate or something stupid like that I mean I might be wrong I'm never right really but you didn't predict the 6-5 Liverpool No, no, I kept saying when Liverpool kept going goals behind, I was like, oh, they're going to come back, they're going to get them special nights at Anfield. But as long as we've got something to go back to Etihad and... Oh, and can we just say we met a legend last night, didn't we? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get Martin's picture. Martin and Mark have had the pictures took with Buzzer. It's not very flattering for me. was it? But, yeah, he did look tired, though, didn't he? Because don't forget as well, we're we an hour later than back home here. So it was like midnight when we got it back into the room and got some kip and then... We've been up early, like say, have a breakfast, but the weather looks nice. You know, it's not it's not sunny, but it's not cold. It's not no rain. So hopefully, uh, looking forward to a, a good game. So what we'll do, we'll do when we get back to the uh, hotel later on after the game, we'll have a quick recap of the game and what we thought of the atmosphere and how the how the city fans were. But I think it'd be a typical European game where. We're probably pretty loud, and then once the bass starts kicking in and the anger overs kick in from about 60 minutes, everyone will be falling asleep. But hopefully the game will keep it exciting, and uh, we'll see we'll see uh, what the uh, what the outcome is uh, tonight. So anyway, we always finish on up the blues. So up the blues, up the blues. Yeah, up the blues, and uh, we'll see you for part two shortly. How long was that? Uh, about 10 minutes. That was all. That's all we did on. I was just doing the uh, second bit of the podcast. Um, had a bit of a long day. We're, you might be able to hear some noise behind us. It's uh, the aeroplane that we're going to do. Me and Martin are sat together on the plane, and Mark's somewhere sat at the back. So just me and Martin are going to try and sort of go over a bit of the game, or a bit of what happened yesterday and, and the game, um, what we thought of the atmosphere and, and the performance. Um, I mean, yesterday we sort of started off, we had a wander around the ground during the day um, and that's where we did the first podcast, so from there really um, we went back to a bar in the middle of the town, um, Martin uh, got the drinks in, so we had, a, we had a drink before, we decided well we just had to think about what to do. Um, I wanted to go and uh, have a look around, I like to do my sort of touristy bit and go looking at stuff. Um, so I went off in the am- afternoon and looked at the Leipzig, um, or the Battle of Leipzig Memorial, which, because the trams were on strike, ended up having to walk there, which is about four kilometres. So we did quite a bit of walking out there. And uh, what did you do, Martin? Say that again, what did I? What did you do in the afternoon? Just sat in a bar, <laughs> having a few drinks and what have you, with uh, Mark and another mate of mine, Si, and uh, all the other city fans were seemed to be in one bar. 
So all uh, nicely behaved, no trouble whatsoever anywhere. Not even the police weren't heavy handed around anybody, which nice. Um, yeah, it was, it was pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was all right. It was, yeah, it was a bit chilly outside, so we moved inside. But then they put all the outside heaters on and uh, yeah, spent a good few hours in there while uh, the tour guide did his touring round uh, Berlin and what have you. I think we we walked nine miles in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I think wow. uh, Gary walked 19 miles. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was it was a good afternoon. Yeah, when I got back to the uh, bar, it, was, all the flags are outside like they do in these European away days, and uh, it was starting to get a bit lively. A few songs were being sung and that. So, but one thing in the pub, I, got, I walked in the pub and. Uh, one of our friends, Danny Simply, was there, and he said, "Flipping heck!" He said, "I've just been talking about you, and uh, I met a guy from uh, a long, long time ago, school. Probably the last time I saw him, Mark Prendergast, um, the guy I actually went to Wembley in 1981 with. And he was saying to me, he'd not seen me since school. You know, that was last time. But he still lives near us in uh, in Ardenshaw. He says. Um, I mean, I remember going to." Uh, I told him a story actually, I remember his dad taking us to Tommy Booth's testimonial in his car. We stood on the kickbacks and Tommy Booth, um, obviously at the end of the game, you know, Mark's dad is, you know, tears rolling down his cheeks because of the memories of him playing and I was like, I don't know, probably about 10 year old, I'm looking at this old guy, I mean now we cry at everything, everybody's crying all up in time, but in them days nobody cried. and. Uh, I was like, what's he crying for? But it, obviously the emotion of football just gets us every time. So uh, it, it was nice to catch up with him. I've got his number, so I'll be in touch and uh, hopefully uh, bump into him sometime. But he's been to a lot of games like we have. You know, he doesn't do every single game, but he does a lot of games. You know, he's been all over Europe with him, but like typical City fans. Um, and then from there, what we did, uh, me and Mark, Mark didn't have a ticket actually, so me and Martin uh, went and just got a bite to eat um, and then sort of ambled up to the ground. But because we'd had a walk around the ground before, um, what we did, we knew the way we were going. Oh, and uh, Martin's just reminding me, um, we've seen walking around the town centre sometime early in the morning actually, bumped into Rodolfo. And uh, I don't know, I think you'd see fitness coach because we were looking on the pitch um, before the game, uh, you know, as they're warming up, and there's a guy with the rubber bands and when they're doing all the stretching. So it's nice to, eat, uh, to meet them guys and sort of say to them, you know, is anybody else ill after Kevin De Bruyne and uh, Amerit Laporte were out of the game through illness? So it's always nice to see, see, you do see them actually. Actually, when I was walking back to the bar, actually past the hotel where the coach was outside there was a bit of a crowd I didn't know how long it was going to be um, before the teams come out so I got a picture of the bus outside the hotel but well, they, they do stay in the city centre hotel you think they would stay outside the city but uh, you know a lot, a lot of times you know in the smaller cities you know they do tend to pick the posh hotel in, right in the middle of the city well there was no fireworks going off I didn't hear any fireworks did you? No I didn't no none at all so from there, I mean, I'll, I'll let Martin describe like the walk around the ground and how we got into the stadium. 
Well, we'd done a recce in the day, and uh, we actually went round the inner perimeter in the day, but then in the evening they wouldn't let us go round. We went out on the way out of perimeter, and then we were trying to get to where the, uh, as they call them, guests uh, section was. But it was, oh, I don't know, it was like muddy paths, under tunnels, it was right ambush uh, yeah, along, city. Along the river, right? You know, no lights, no nothing, just ambling along the riverside. We could have been ambushed, put in the river, the well, lot no, of what have you so. well, Yeah, it? really dark, no lights, no nothing. But then we eventually got to our uh, turnstiles and what have you, but there was one section for Androids and one section for iPhones. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. It was like, so Gary went on one side and I went on the other. <laughs> and then Gary's didn't, but he, the, the, uh, Android section wasn't working, so we had to give his supporter number and all this lot, and then the guy had to click him in, which <laughs> in this day and age was yeah, a, a little bit weird that both phones don't work on the same, which they do at City, don't they? Yeah. We all use the same turnstiles, but there it was two separate ones, and then it was a mountainous climb. Yeah, up, the climb up, up Mount Everest, up, wasn't it? Yeah, up the uh, rocky stairs, and then when you got to the top of that, you then went down the equivalent into the bowl of the uh, of the ground, but once you got in the ground, it was quite impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a really really good view where we were we were on uh, uh, yeah, it was a good section, wasn't it? Where yeah, we yeah, was yeah, yeah. Uh, good view. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, that, uh, the walk actually up to the uh, ground and getting in the ground, because we'd had the recce around the uh, stadium, we we went the short way rather than the long way round, and luckily the, uh, there was no stewards or police to let us, or to stop us going that way. Um, but again, once once we got through the turnstiles, it was a bit of a high up to the top. I've, I've actually done a video as we go up to the top, because it was, um, for me personally, it was a bit exciting. It was like going into an old 70s ground, even though it's a modern ground now. It was like you're going to the top of the stand, and like I've described going to my first game at Main Road, as you got to the crest at the top, and you could imagine the, the terracing going down the grass banking. Um, so you walk down the steps and across a bit of a, a bit like a bit of a drawbridge, footbridge across and into the main stadium. And once in the main stadium, it was, it was massive, it looks absolutely massive. Um, we had a good, decent view, it was all uh, safe standing, like metal, bar, metal bars with uh, seats that were locked. So, because people were trying to flip the seats down so they could sit in them, but they actually, in Germany, they tend to lock the seats in. So, you basically you, you can lean on a metal bar and you've got a metal bar behind you. Um, I thought the crowd was uh, fairly quiet to start with. Obviously, a lot of people are singing in the bars and that, but once you get into the ground, um, we were fairly quiet. We scored. And then uh, obviously we were quite loud then, probably till about half time. And then again, sort of not hangovers, but you know the beer kicks in a little bit, and people go a bit quiet the second half. But their crowd was quite sort of monotone. One couldn't really see what hear what songs they were singing. Um, there was no real variation, but it's just like a like orchestrated a bit of a, a bit of a drum beat all the way through. But again, when they scored, they went loud and. Uh, 
I mean, I thought, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm smart in what he, what he thought of the, uh, the, the crowd and then uh, the game. Yeah, I thought it was all right. To the left of us was all uh, seated uh, home fans and to the right was the entire end was uh, all safe standard, which we didn't realise till everybody had left. Um, but yeah, they were just from start to finish, just drum, drum, drums, orchestrated, just, you know, quite loud for the entire length of the game. And they had a great big banner from, I, from one side of the pitch to the other, didn't it? Yeah. Saying, uh, what was it, see you in Istanbul or some, something, something to them words, wasn't it? Yeah, we'll, we'll see you in Istanbul. It didn't it, when we scored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that lot. Oh, we got uh, we got showered in beer when we scored. Yeah. <laughs> it was all flinging everywhere. So uh, but yeah, I thought it was a good atmosphere, good view. You know, sixteen quid for a football game. You know, you can't go wrong with that either. So uh, yeah, it was a good evening. Yep. Yeah. So once the game had finished, Pep gave his bit of a tap. Pep talk on the on the pitch. I've not seen him do that before. By the way, I've seen the women's teams do it quite a bit, but uh, he did, I noticed he did get the players all together. And you know, there is a report this morning. He gave him a bit of a talk. I think he says it in his press conference. So hopefully, I mean, I thought it was the right result really, one all, because now second leg we've actually got to go and win. Whereas I think if we were winning one nil or two nil. That'd have been a dangerous score because I think we would have tried to control the score and if they get one, they can get two. I mean, the Kung Fu came on and changed the game a little bit for him, I thought, in the second half. Um, but yeah, it's finally balanced as, I mean, it is the best competition or the hardest competition and the games are always finally balanced. There's no easy games, even though there isn't in the Premier League, but I just think it's just a different quality. Um, so, I mean, the game finished. Uh, we had a walk back into the uh, town centre. It was like um, the way we went into the or approached the stadium. There was a couple of lines of uh, riot police which wouldn't let anybody through that way. So we had to go the long way, all the way around the stadium, a lot further than we'd been during the day. Um, and it was a bit like uh, an escort from the 80s, and a bit like the escort we had in uh, Lisbon last year. But we wasn't escorted by police and we just basically left just to sort of walk our own way back into the, the town centre or the city centre. So me and Martin stopped off at the uh, the only place we could get anything to eat was at the McDonald's in the train station which was luckily just over the uh, road from the hotel but uh, eventually went back there, we got back there, Mark was already back there from me, he'd watched it in the bar, um, he was in bed asleep so probably woke him up at our McDonald's, went to bed. Um, got up today, we've had a, a, it's going to be a long day travelling. I'll, uh, I'll let Mark tell you about how he's going to get home. Well, we was, uh, all three of us was getting the train from Leipzig to Berlin anyway. And then Gary was getting the plane Berlin to uh, Paris and then Paris to Manchester. But when we landed on Tuesday, they decided our return trip from Berlin to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Humberside had been cancelled. So that's why we're now on the plane with Gary going to Paris. I've got 35 minutes when I get to Paris to get on my next plane to take me back to Amsterdam 
and then I've got about an hour and ten minutes to get on my original plane back to Humberside. So I'll have been to four countries, three planes, one train, yeah, <laughs> just, train just to get home. Um, I think I'll have a lift home from Humberside. Oh yeah, and then uh, Diane's picking me up to take me home. But we left at 9:15 this morning on the train, and I'll get into Humberside at 9:15 this morning. So it'll take me 12 hours. Like I say, three planes, one train in the 12 hours. So, but it's it's all worth it. Another good trip with uh, yeah. with Gary and Mark. Mark this time. So, uh, yeah. What we'll do, we'll try and uh, get Nile on the next one. <laughs> Depends where it is. He's saving his money uh, going on his. Uh, I don't know if it's a golf trip or a stag do. Minnie might mention that next time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we've got a quick turnaround in uh, Paris for all of us. Hopefully we get that flight because uh, we've got another away day on uh, Saturday down in uh, Bournemouth. Um, but, I mean, at least it's not tomorrow. We've got a day. So if we do have to spend the overnight in Paris, uh, we have got a few hours uh, before we get home and then a, a long drive down to Bournemouth on Saturday, like I say. So, um, obviously, they're just looking out at the window of the plane can't see a thing it's just cloudy nice and sunny up here so probably raining underneath them clouds I would think but uh, we'll see what it's like when we get to Paris and hopefully back to uh, rainy or sunny old England so uh, yeah no, another one European away day chalked off another new city chalked off new stadium chalked off so we look forward to the next one whether it's this year or next year so I'm just going to leave it there and up the blues and uh, just let Martin have the last word. Uh, I'd like to say thank you for Niall for my ticket. Uh, I probably, hopefully, would have got one through my supporters club, but it's always nice to know that you've got one definitely straight away. So much appreciated, Niall, and uh, up the blues. <laughs>